up, everybody. You're now at your favorite stop for all things sports, politics, and culture. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey, a production of ThatCast Network. Hey, now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here once again, per usual, in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, in the Pearl District at the Living the Dream Studios. And I got D-Boy alongside me again today. What's going on, D-Boy? Back at it, back at it, man. What's good with you? Oh, man, you know, just cruising right along, man. Still working hard, as usual. Leg getting a little better. Still got a limp. No You're longer on crutches. Yeah, you limping. Barely <laughs> No longer pressure. on crutches. Inflammation went down a little bit. Uh, me and Katie got about the same timeline. In eight or nine days, he, he'll be back. I think he'll be playing in the NBA Finals. Yeah, he got better trainers than you, though. That's why I think he'll he be got, playing yeah, in the NBA got, Finals. Got For me, it's access. more like 14, 15 days, maybe what, a little uh, more. What have you been doing like to be helping it? Which you think been the most help? Um, Ibuprofen, elevation, ice, rolling out. I haven't heard a lot of different people tell you different stuff, but what, what's working yeah, for well, you? Yeah, well, I mean, rice, you still keep going with the rice situation because I am still dealing with rice. some inflammation. Yeah, rest, ice, compression, elevation. All right, man, I didn't know we had yeah, abbreviations. God yeah, damn. that's been a thing. That's <laughs> been a thing. Rest, ice, compression, and elevation. That's All the right. rice acronym when it comes to Yeah, acronym, that's Just the right acronym. word. Yeah, so... um. But, yeah, with that being said, I've been able to, like, work it out a little bit more. Um, the doctors gave me a few different workouts to kind of stretch it out, keep it loose, keep some range of motion there um, so it's not tightening up. And that does help a lot. Um, I'm on the bicycle now. So yesterday I went and hopped on the bicycle for a minute, stationary bike, because obviously I still can't run on it. Um, that helped. That made it feel a bit better. So, you know, just small progressions, man. But I'm getting there. Like I said, I'm no longer on crutches, which is great because those are always a hassle. But uh, I'll be back soon enough. I'll be back soon enough. The league's waiting for me. Yeah, facts. I'm glad to hear the uh, progress. Are, you still, you, are you still playing in the league? What's going on with you and your hoop dreams, buddy? Yeah, I'm still playing. What's I ain't going missed on? the game what yet, you, and well, I got another game tomorrow. Well, what's going on? What you been doing out there? Have you been producing? A- averaging double-doubles, getting tired. <laughs> Back was in my body, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm averaging a double double. I've been uh, really standing out on the on the boards, on the offensive and defensive glass. What you averaging? Ten and ten. No, I'm averaging about 15 boards a game right now. 15 boards. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) On average, about 11, 12 points now. So we doing good. Like I said, tomorrow I'm trying to up that, so I might be a little bit more aggressive. On the offensive end, but you know you the first Jay yet? You, nah, you, that's why I think tomorrow is coming to so, the so first few games. I've been trying tomorrow? to yeah, twenty piece. I'm calling it <laughs> eighteen at minimum <laughs> for sure hitting eighteen tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you think you'll still have the same amount of rebounds if you have eighteen points? Because I don't think so. Yeah, I think actually. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of them came off of uh, offensive rebounds. I had like eight in the last game. So uh, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have just as many boards and, and more points. Yeah, because for I me, when I was playing... a couple easy chip shots uh, the last game. A little put me off. Yeah, a little put, put back backs, a little hard, thinking I'm going to get contact. I didn't get, you know, just a little stuff I got to Did you, did you complain to the refs? Did you? I complain. Yeah. I complain. <laughs> I look just like Chris Paul <laughs> and everybody else. Hands up and hitting my... <laughs> yeah, family, I complain. <laughs> 
Yes, I did. All right, all right. Well, uh, we're going to keep it on to you, man, because you got some front page action this past week. Tell us man, about we it. Man, we're going to keep it on me. We're going to yeah, keep it on Hoop. You, we just you hot keep right now. That. You hot man, in these streets right I'm, now, I'm man. Saying, you I'm got saying. some front page action, taking selfies with Scottie Pippen. Man, I mean, what's really going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, as y'all know, I've been rocking with the Portland Trailblazers and uh, having an official song for them and just being a part of the culture, being in the atmosphere, you know, trying to make these creative things, put myself in the right position. So, obviously, the Portland Trail Blazers just lost uh, in the Western Conference Finals, four-game sweep, but they overachieved, in my opinion, and in the city's opinion, by getting as far. I believe they were predicted to not even make the playoffs this year, uh, which I don't agree with that. I thought that they would make the playoffs this whole entire season, even before the season started. But, uh... Yeah, man, just having the song and being in the right spots and linking with the right people has definitely got me some uh, media looks and media coverage. But the most recent and big one that was really good was in my hometown, the city of Vallejo, the Vallejo Times-Herald. That's the big newspaper out there in Solano County. And uh, first thing you seen on the first page of last Sunday's paper was, you know, me and having the song for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, while they take on the Golden State Warriors. So it was a super, super good article. Super long, right? Yeah, yeah, it was lengthy. It was a good read, good length. Um, covered a lot of ground. Went over not only the song and having the song for the Trailblazers, but also Dutch Bros. My move from Los Angeles to Portland. Uh, leading up to the move and, you know, the people who helped me, such as Z-Dub and Brucey e. B, along with my brother Pounce right here. So it was a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, C.J. Anderson running back now for the Detroit Lions. Yep. He chimed in and gave his input on it. So just all in all, good article. If you haven't seen it or read it yet, you can check it out on timesheraldonline.com and just search uh, D-Boy, D-B-O-I-L-T-D, and uh, you'll find it. So, yeah, it was yeah. dope. No, I thought it was pretty dope, man, and not just because, obviously, it was you and you made the song and you were able to get – guys like C.J. Anderson to speak out on your behalf in the article, and you just got an interesting story in my eyes. But what I more so liked about it was the black narrative being positive. You know, usually we're always whining and we're complaining. And I'm not saying that we're wrong by any means, right, but right. usually we're outspoken, I should say. Um, I don't think whining and complaining was the right words to use. But usually we're outspoken because... We're outspoken because the narrative surrounding the black community is usually negative when it comes to the media spotlight. So to be able to Facts. see that narrative change by them reaching out to you to be able to tell your story. You've got these big time athletes such as CJ Anderson being able to chime in and talk about what you've been doing, talk about some of his foundation work in the city of Vallejo. Dreams I never think die. Dreams never die foundation. Shout out to them. But being able to hear these positive things of some folks that come from inner city backgrounds is always something that really, you know, hits home with me. Working right. in a media industry where I've seen the black narrative be not so good right, and right. trying to be a part of that change mm -hmm. and also just coming from the inner city where I know how people feel that don't have the influence or the power to be able to put a positive narrative in the atmosphere, through the lens of the media, through these publications, et cetera, et cetera. So I yeah. thought that part was pretty dope. <clears throat> I agree with you 100%. And it's super dope about that um, because... I kind of stand and live off of 
you know, preaching that and trying to get that message across that it's not just a negative narrative when it comes to the African-American community in the inner city and all of that kind of stuff. So when me and CJ talk, it's all the time about, you know, making it out, how we made it out, how we could be an example, how we could be give some kind of enthusiasm and some kind of spark to people who think it's really no, you know, no light at the end of the tunnel for real. Right. So. With that being said, I, I love the narrative too. I'm, I'm always glad to be able to get a platform to where it can have that kind of reach and people can really see the background and the steps taken and what it's about because I thought it was super motivating, if nothing else. So yeah, I, I really appreciate the Times Herald and Rachel for covering that story. Um, the hundreds and thousands of people who, who it reached and that liked it and, you know, just the whole night. I had a lot of shares, record-breaking likes on the post. It was it was a really good situation. So, like I said, once again, if you haven't, go check it out on timesheraldonline.com and get some more in-depth and details about what it's really about. All right, enough about you. Um, <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> but you said something about the trailblazers that really stuck with me and it's kind of brought a question to my mind and I agree with what you said. You said that the Blazers overachieved this year. Obviously, they ended up getting swept, losing 4-0, but my question isn't directly about this series. You can bring in any other element or situation as well, but just kind of a broader question that came from you saying that the Blazers overachieved this year is can overachievers can overachievers be criticized? Yes, 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 of course. I mean, when I say overachieved, I don't think it was in my mind or your mind or anybody in this city's mind that the Trailblazers would be playing the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals this season. So what I mean by overachieve is that they even made it to that point. What I don't, what I, like, as far as, you know, criticizing and things of that nature, once you're there, you're there. It's no time for excuses. It's no time. We all in the NBA at that point, if that makes sense. So I don't think that it's a, you know, we can give them a pass or lay down because they overachieved and got this far. It's like you here, put up a fight, compete, prove why you're there or it's just an overachievement for right. real. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, that, I was just curious On the respect that factor, it's yeah. like. It's kind of like, oh, they got lucky and slid through. Some people could say because of how it was lined up, playing um, in the second round the Nuggets. The first round it was who again? Thunder. Okay, the see. Thunder. And and so once again, that's where the overachieving started. Not necessarily beating the Thunder, but beating them in what five, five games? games? Yeah. That that was where it kind of started. And then they went the distance with the Nuggets, and uh, you know to get that far, and then just get swept. It's still room for critique and criticism, especially. The last three games having a 15 to 17 point lead. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah you can yeah, definitely yeah. get criticized. Like, shout out and more power to y'all for getting this far. But, oh, it's a lot that you can well, be critiqued about. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Obviously, I tried to tell you last week, it seemed to be a lot of confusion on what it was that I was saying. I picked the Warriors in five. They ended up winning in four. Um, I knew it couldn't go no more than five. Just because seeing the Warriors and the way they played and even with the destiny that the Blazers had, I just think that think that it's just flat out levels to this situation and the Blazers not being at full strength against a Warrior team. That's also depleted because they didn't have KD the whole series and you think about Iggy not playing in game five. They they didn't have their full squad, but 
they're still, they had their core, their big three that really started this entire dynasty there in action, fully healthy, and it's just too tough of a team to play against. Um, yes, I do still think this is the greatest team we've ever seen, so I don't really have too much criticism on behalf of the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, Dame with the separated ribs, he wasn't 100%. We know Nurk's out, um, and that's I think maybe a difference maker in the Blazers maybe being able to win two of those games, probably for sure one of them, but maybe two. Um, What's been, your critique? I want to know your critique. We all watched the game. We seen it. What's your critique, though, for the Trail Blazers? My critique, I don't have much of a critique for the Trail Blazers because really – my whole point that I was trying to get a uh, get across last week uh -huh. was the Warriors are entirely too good, too good, <laughs> too good. And that's what I was trying to get across last week when I talked about the Warriors and what they were able to do against the Rockets when KD ended up going out. Um, when you just think about the history and the record, they were at that time. I think they were twenty-eight and one when Steph is playing and KD is out. Obviously, them now going to their fifth NBA Finals. At the time, it was four straight, seventy-three and nine records. The history of them playing the Blazers. That was the point I was trying to get across last week, even with how well the Blazers have done. Even with the Blazers overachieving, this just really wasn't going to be too much of a match. And that's no knock to the Blazers. That's just giving all the credit that the Warriors do deserve to them. Because I, understand I don't want to the point of the Warriors being that. too good. This is the best team that They're I've too seen good. <laughs> play, period. They're um, too good. But in addition to that, I still... My only critique would be you got to at least close out one of them games. And if anything, the last game, because they lasted through that third quarter. We all know that Golden State erupts in the third quarter. It's a trend of theirs. That's what they do. They own the third quarter, particularly all the time. So when I seen, okay, the Blazers made it through. They still up after three. I thought it was going to be one of those situations where they was going to be able to close out, and they just didn't. So not one not two, but three times. And I'm not talking about 10 points. And that I'm talking about legit 15, 17-point leads dwindling. Obviously, it, it goes right in Cahusa, which you said they're just too good. But you're in the NBA. You got arguably the second-best backcourt in the league. You got to you gotta make a couple but shots she, down the stretch. And, and it's hold crazy it. because I was talking to my boy Spencer about this. I watched game two with him. Yeah, I believe it was game two. And as I was watching it with him, there was a time where the Blazers went on like an 8-0 run in two minutes. And I pointed it out to him, and I said, the difference between these two teams, an 8-0 run in two minutes is really good. You score eight it's points fast. in two minutes. You, you shut the other team down. That's a decent run. That's a good run. Any coach – any player, any team would take that type of a run at any point in time during a game. Right. But what I was telling them is the Warriors can double that. They can give you 14 or 16 points in a two-minute run, and that is just entirely too hard to beat. Yeah, that's like almost scoring every 15 seconds like, or something, it, It's bro. crazy, and that's they crazy. ended up going on a, like a 14-0 run mm -hmm. in two minutes after I said that to them. And that, to me, is like I said, where we got to just give the Warriors more credit because, yeah, like I said, good. this team was tired. Dame logged the most minutes in the regular season. He logged by far combined too. the regular by season far. in the playoffs. Nobody has played more minutes this season than Dame. So by you about knew this team, minutes or something. Yeah, so you knew this team was worn down. You knew they had no Nurkish. Then Dame ends injured, up separating yeah. his ribs. Cantor's been playing with a half a shoulder. 
all playoffs. Like, you just knew a lot of these things were at stake and playing against this Warrior team under no circumstances. Even being up 15-plus in three different games under no circumstances did I see this going five games or past five games. Mm -hmm. So the one that I was giving the Blazers was just – out of pure grace and nothing else. Gentleman sweep. <laughs> just, it was just pure grace. Gentleman sweep. Gentleman I'll take sweep. it. They've gotten this far. But I'm still just not surprised at all that that team got swept because the Warriors, to me, are just entirely too good. But um, it was it was still some good storylines there with that series, yeah, obviously. it was good. It was Seth fun. and Steph Curry. Um, obviously, you know, Colin Kaepernick was at the game. Did you Bill see him? Walton. You were down I there. I seen Colin Kaepernick. Saw- <laughs> I saw Bill Walton. I took a picture with Scottie Pippen. And I actually got a chance to talk to Damian Lillard up close and personal a little bit for a brief moment right after the game. And even, like, when we shook hands, he was literally holding his rib. He didn't pick up his kid, none of that. He was hurting. He literally was in pain. So, I mean, obviously he didn't use it as an excuse. I'm not excusing him. I'm just... Saying to be able to see that up close, like, bro was really in pain. And as I know, adrenaline going, I'm sure it wasn't as bad during the game while he was playing, but afterwards he was aiding that thing for sure. But, yeah, it was star-studded in there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Walton. We going up out here. And Portland (laughs) did definitely try to do every single thing that they could in the last quarter to give them that little bit of oomph. Even in overtime, they showed Bill Walton for about – I say two minutes on the Jumbotron, which we know is a long time, but yeah, they usually, you know, fast. They showed him the crowd just stayed ecstatic, just yelling, yelling, yelling. So that was one. And then uh, they showed uh, the the coach that from Park, is, is Park, yeah, Rose? Park Rose? Yeah, Park Rose, Kenny Lowe. Yeah, they showed um, the coach. He was there. They, yes. they had him for in the building. For those, I actually want to just briefly say, right. um, without, we don't have to dig too deep into it, but for those who don't know, about that situation. Park Rose High School is a high school here in Portland. Uh, Keenan Lowe, he used to play for the Ducks. He played football for the University of Oregon. Football He's now coach, coach now. at Park Rose High School. There was a student with a gun on campus. Um, and long story short, Keenan, Keenan tackled him. Um, while he had the gun and basically stopped him from being able to do some major damage. And detained him and until, detained the, police him until came. the police came. And they even said that he was talking to him, like trying to comfort the guy up until the point the police came, which I think is incredible. Yeah, honestly, oh, I man. think that's and just outright incredible. When I heard that, mm-hmm. that he was talking to the guy, he wasn't trying to be violent towards the guy because obviously there was some kind of issues happening there if the guy decided to come to the school with a gun anyway. Right. Something was off. Yeah. I don't know what he that something saved is, a lot of lives. something is off, including and, his. Know, it, it, yeah. is just, it was a big story. Yeah, it was a and big like story. And like I said, for immediately following that, he was at the Portland Trailblazers game. They showed him on you know, on on the jumbo trying for another yeah. minute or so. And I mean, the crowd, it was just fired up in there. They tried to give every piece of, you know, just uh, push. They tried deter- to give, yeah, they yeah. just want they wanted to give them that motivation, push, give them that, that motivation. Push, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. So yeah, it was just a great environment to be in for game four. Obviously it didn't turn out the way that I would have liked. I was set to perform after if it was a win, which it would have been a lot to celebrate. Just the fact that we won a game avoided getting swept, extended the season, but things didn't pan out that way by a couple of points. So shout out to the Blazers for a great season. Uh, Shout out to the Blazers for bringing me in and making me a part of the culture, a part of this season. As you know, Devon, I've been plotting and planning and 
you know, setting things up for the past two seasons, maybe two and a half now. So mm -hmm. for things to start coming into fruition is super dope. Yeah. So what's your next step? Next step. It's summertime. You got on the momentum. Way. Yeah, yeah, we you got momentum. Some momentum yeah, for sure. The next You're step the new is that. celebrity ambassador you know, for the Blazers. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, I learned a lot. So, I could build off of it. I can obviously get back to my project and what I was working on, uh, which is an album called Life Outside Social Media that I did a lot of already prepping and recording and even promotion for already. But as the Blazers got deeper and deeper into the playoffs, I focused on that run and that run only. So now that that's over, back to dropping music, back to honing in on party music since I know the bulk of the parties take place in the summertime. So, uh, yeah, back to traveling. I'll be in L.A. in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll be in Vegas immediately following that. And then, uh, yeah, wherever the wind takes me from there. So that's really what's next, dropping some party music. And then the season start right back in the middle of October, and I'll Absolutely. be right back at it. Absolutely. So next up. I mentioned you being a celebrity ambassador for the Blazers now, um, but there's some celebrity ambassadors ambassadors out there for some other teams that are uh, causing a little bit of conflict. Keep it locked as we talk about it next here on the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit thatcast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. So, D-Boy. Talk to me. You got the Blazers. Right, right. Who's got the Warriors? Mr. Fabby, 40. I think 40 got that one. I, yeah? I, yeah. I mean, they both. I, I say both collectively because I, I can't watch a game without seeing both of them, really. I see that dope error on Fab all the time. But the reason I say 40 is because he be right in that little <laughs> same. He be right there, though, every time. You feel me? Like, where dang near on timeouts, they talking to 40. So it, it, Right where Drake be sitting at in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, you feel me? It's, it's, a little, it's a certain seat where you just know. <laughs> And he got that. <laughs> well, speaking of Drake in Toronto, Drake is who I want to talk about here on this segment because obviously he's a big fan of the Toronto Raptors. Before, he's before from we Toronto. get too deep into Drake, talk, though, I want to no, I want to kind of explain for people who don't know what celebrity ambassador. You know, ambassador or, let's give some more examples. We talking about Forty and Mr. Fab with the Warriors due to the fact they're at every game. We see them. You know, on ESPN, TNT, whatever the coverage is, you, they just have those seats. They had every game, even traveling to some games, such as Mr. Fab when he right. came to game four and game three in Portland. But uh, that's one of them. Drake, obviously, big part of the Toronto Raptors. And Spike being, Lee. Spike and Lee New in New Knicks. York. We got Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson with the Lakers. in L.A. You had Ice Cube with the Raiders for yep. a long time. Okay, okay. Um, Beyonce yeah, he taking it back with that yeah, one. Yeah, Beyonce with the Houston Rockets. I mean, just so to name yeah, a just few. people who just are adamant about their team, always at the games, always in the mix, relationships with players, the whole nine yards. So that's what we're referring to. And in this case, we talking about Drake. Yeah. So with Drake, he's been sitting a seat away from the Raptors bench and. He's been real celebratory. He talks a lot of shit on the sideline. We all kind of know that if you know Drake. Um, he, he talks to the players. He's had problems with Kendrick Perkins before. He's had problems with Kevin Durant before. And now they're playing against this young Milwaukee Bucks team, and he's now having problems with them. Because is it the coach that's complaining? The coach is complaining. You got a rep from Giannis's camp who's also complaining. So um, there's a few different complaints here 
as far as what Drake has been able to do and what he's kind of been able to get up, get away with as far as just, you know, essentially being on the court. <laughs> uh, I think that's a reach. <laughs> essentially that's uh, a reach. massaging the coach's shoulders. That's a reach. It's a part of the culture, <laughs> man. I agree there. I, I, I agree there. I, I think it's a part of the culture. And really, I think just athletes and music, they go hand in hand. And I'm starting to see it, you know, obviously on a smaller scale with having a Blazer song, you know, brand new and all that. But then you look at even the relationships with like Mr. Fab and Draymond Green and Steph Curry and E-40. It's like these are literally people they go to before the game and right after the game, like before some of their own damn family, for real. It's such yeah. a connection and that feed off of each other. And I, I think it's good for the game all within reason. But you know, complaining about the coach getting a little... Mis- I want to read something to you, whack. though. I want to read whack. something to you because you're an artist. And uh, Giannis's rep, whose name I'm not even going to sit here and try to pronounce okay. because I absolute butcher it. Um, but I want to read a quote from him. And he said this. And I want you to hear this because you're an artist. Imagine a gig and an athlete on VIP seats right next to the band. Stands up on the stage just to show off during the entire game, knowing cameras are on him, occasionally occasionally even massaging the singer. Security and him both allow it. Never seen anything as disrespectful as this before. Not what the are same. your thoughts on not that? Not the same at all. Not not even remotely the same. <laughs> I not just the wanted same. to hear your thoughts because you're an artist. Okay, for one, the reason that it's not the same is because, like I said, when you got certain seats, you in the mix and on the TV screen regardless, even if you don't want to be. I see people all the time hitting up 40 saying, I just seen you on TV just without even trying to be for real. So you were for on one, ESPN that's Deportes what, I, that's what I'm saying. Where, where I, I was ESPN on ESPN at? Deportes. I was on regular <laughs> ESPN the other day. Uh-huh. I, you, you get seen when you when you got access. <laughs> you, I mean, did that make sense? Yeah. I'm so here. it's I'm, like it's all you. I agree that. You know, maybe he be doing a little bit too much, but I mean, that, that's damn near every artist. That's kind of what goes with it and putting yourself within the culture, putting yourself out there, being outlandish, creating that controversy, whether it's good or bad. And so he's riding for his team. Obviously, 40 ain't necessarily on the court all the time. 40's but also 50. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Drake, what I'm saying. Drake is the most prolific artist damn near in the world right now. And he's out there going, and and like he said, he's allowed to. No, but the security ain't stopping. That's like that's your that's your house, kind of like for real. That, that that's it's that's your backyard. That's your backyard. You feel me? So I just like I said, if he was out just straight running on the court during timeouts and doing like that, but it's like, come on, bro, massage the man. You feel me? Telling, let's get this. Like. It's just not a big thing to me. It's not affecting the game. It's not making your. It's not a distraction. So I just think it's a bit of a reach to for them to feel like that for real. It's not the same. They reached uh, out to the NBA. Yeah, playing basketball and being on the stage is two completely different things. It's ran two completely different ways, and so I thought it was a horrible uh, <laughs> comparison. I just wanted to hear your take on that. Like I I'm said, sure you're the people artist. do get irritated with just seeing Drake or being tired of you know some he's had that rap of like trying too hard or doing too much forever so this might just be another you know aspect of that but it's not i don't see it's not nothing has drake become the biggest celebrity sports ambassador now yes yes bigger than spike lee 
Bigger than Jack yeah, Nicholson? because that's all old school now. That's like, a, as far as current day. All time then. How about all time? I still uh, tell you at, at the top Spike of your head. Lee, Spike Jack Lee. Nicholson, Spike Lee, because you're talking about New York and L.A. for real. Yeah. Toronto, you know, it's a six. It's kind of, once again, it's through culture. They branded the sixth. Drake being the first big Canadian rap, like all of that goes into present day, which that's why I said Drake, as far as the biggest brand ambassador right now, hence this conversation we having. Even but, bigger than Beyonce in Houston? Yeah, because when I think Houston right now, I'm thinking Travis Scott for real. Okay. You know what I mean? And, I, and I've seen it, Tra you know, that's just what I'm thinking these days. So, yeah, I think I would give Travis Scott that Houston ambassador if I had to even think right now. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't see a problem with it. I so, think so, so Spike's the greatest of all time. Brent, like, sports yeah, like team ambassador? Fan. Yeah, celebrity on, fan. Brad, just from <laughs> coin in the glass, just everything. His whole branding, and that's just, like I said, that's kind of past people's time right now. But of all time, for sure, bro. Even for bigger sure. than Ice Cube and the Raiders? Yeah. That was a big one. But I think yeah. I think it's Spike Lee, too. Yeah, it's Spike I think Lee. it's Spike Lee, too. It's Spike Lee. Yeah. But next up, we got the Take a Nail segment for y'all. So keep it locked. We're here. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast with Devon Pouncey. Keep it locked, folks, as we continue to give you a winning formula. It's the Wake Up and Win podcast. Visit ThatCast.com for more great content on ThatCast Network. And we're back. And uh, I think I gave y'all the winning formula last week on the Warriors and Blazers series. And it all came to light this past week um, with the Warriors sweeping the Blazers. Um, D-Boy definitely gave us the winning formula on how to create a positive black narrative, which I think is very, very important. Shout out to D-Boy with the front page vibes. Go read the article, timesheraldonline.com. <laughs> what else did what else did we talk we about? We talked here? about uh basketball, Drake, man. We being a sports yeah. celebrity sports ambassador. Who's yeah. the best? We gave it to Spike Lee. Drake's trying to compete with Spike Lee right now. He's got coaches getting mad. He's got players getting mad. Give him massages. Everybody's frustrated. <laughs> What's really going on? It's giving coaches massages on the sideline. It's all happening right now, folks. Um, but now it's time to talk about who took an L. And I'll get it started off today. And oh yeah, I, I got a reason. But I don't necessarily have a subject. I'm, America is the subject that's taking an L this week. I'm going to say America. Uh, but we got to explain that it ain't America. It's just... I will. I'll get to okay. it. I'll okay. get to it. All I'll right. get to it. So yesterday, I'm riding around and I'm needing to go watch the end of the Raptors and the Bucks game. And so I wasn't at home. So I couldn't watch it at home. But... I was a little ways away from home, and before I got home, I wanted to make sure that I saw the game. And I knew that there was this food chain, this restaurant by the name of Applebee's, that currently has $1 margaritas. So I wasn't too far from an Applebee's. I wasn't trying to get, like, insanely drunk, but, hey, who would pass up on a $1 margarita and having a place to be able to watch the game? I wasn't super hungry or anything. I just wanted to see the game, and I knew I was too far away from home to be able to catch what I wanted to catch, even though it ended up being a blowout anyway. But I had about $3 margaritas, so it was well worth it. It was there. close enough of a game when we put the play together. It just got out of reach. <laughs> it got out of reach. So um, I go over to the Applebee's, and they hand me my first margarita. And I noticed that there was no straw in the margarita. I drank it a little strong at the top. I never went and asked for a straw, though. I finished the drink up with no straw. 
Um, like I said, at the top, when I first started drinking it, a little strong, a lot of straight liquor, not really tasting like a margarita. As I get to the bottom of the margarita, it gets really sweet. Um, so obviously the liquor uh, was at the top. That was the last one was poured into the drink. And the rest of the whatever they use, margarita mix or whatever, mm-hmm. um, sweet was as the hell. Sweet, sweet as hell at the bottom. <laughs> Almost um, gave me health concerns. Yeah. Um, but anywho. Cane sugar. <laughs> but, <Fructose>. anywho. <laughs> but anywho. So I get another one and I said, hey, man, can I get a straw? Like you didn't put a straw in my first margarita. I've never had a margarita without a straw before. And he's like, yeah, man, I couldn't put the straw in the margarita because by law, we have to serve drinks now without giving you all straws. You have to ask for a straw. I can't even offer one to you. And so I'm like, interesting. Never heard that one before. Apparently, it's not even really that new. It's just the first time that it's happened to me that... Is going on in Portland. I read up. I think it's going on some in California. Part of the reason why I said America's taking a nail here. Um, but I guess it's to save the turtles. I guess it's an environmentally yeah. friendly thing to not make straws anymore, which was cool. It was all fine and dandy. So we're talking about it a bit more because I'm a bit intrigued. Like, I never knew this was a thing. And you were sitting there with me, and the bartender was, was a friendly guy, and we're all talking about it. And then there's another guy on the other side of the bar um and he kind of chimed in on the conversation as well and so as the conversation continued the bartender went along to say that yeah if i end up offering you a straw that can end up being a 300 dollar fine and if i'm getting the restaurant charge a 300 dollar fine it's a good chance that i'll I'm probably get fired as well fire. <laughs> <laughs> and when i heard that $300 over a straw? Nah, but it's that's why I'm... I, I, over a straw? Yeah, it's not over a straw, though. It's over the fact of what, like, these plastic straws is... It, that's why I said I wouldn't say America is taking an L, but I would say these corporations or businesses, such as him and how he explained it, that's taking an L because the problem is you can do paper straws, and that's where there's a lot of shifting is happening now. In Portland, I'm not sure if you've seen that, but at certain bars, and you eat a lot around here and stuff like that Mm -hmm. at different places, they literally have paper straws now, I I believe, because, you know, these are getting in water, the the straws is getting in water and killing fish and turtles and all kind of stuff. I get that. So if you. $300 fine? Well, that's because it's (laughs) causing so much, it's causing so much damage environmentally. But that's what I'm saying. Instead of adopting this, oh, we can't offer you a straw. Just I think everybody should adapt to these paper straws if that's the problem. Because I've even seen some restaurants do the metal straws. But that's what I'm saying. You're making so much money. You're talking about a chain, Applebee's. Like You can afford to do paper straws if you've been doing plastic straws. So instead of serving top-heavy, sweet-ass drinks... I'll and, be honest. I don't like paper straws either. But I, I mean, it's not yeah, my preference yeah. by any means, but I'm yeah. saying that's the step that they're taking. I'd rather you give me a paper straw or a metal straw than to tell me you can't offer me a straw or I'm going to get charged $300 yeah, type well, of stuff. And, so, and, well, part of the reason that I said America was because as we were all shocked and appalled when we heard $300 for a straw. I mean, to me, that can happen habitually. Like... We've grown up our whole lives, and especially if you're a bartender or a waiter or a waitress, where you just throw a straw in the drink. $300 is a bit excessive to me, bro. 
for somebody to get fined. That's more than a parking ticket <laughs> for a straw, I mean, especially like I said, it, especially if know. they're able to actually have straws there. It's not like straws are banned. We would have to know deeper though what, because he might he might not have told us that it might be a, a warning and then it might be a fine and then it like he might not have explained. Yeah, I'll be he honest just threw with you. out the three hundred. I'll be honest with you. I didn't do any research on this. I'm going purely yeah, off, off of what the man experience. at Applebee's said but to you. That's what I'm saying. And, he didn't and, lay and it out his very clear knowing what the what this you know the stigma or what the limitations is behind how many times you could do it if you get a warning before i think he was just kind of dramatic in a sense but <laughs> i mean fine. he straight up had we did have that experience i totally for didn't sure, read up on it <laughs> yeah so i am gonna do some more research because like i said if it is causing environmental issues that maybe are beyond us because we don't live in the ocean. Then we don't ban fish. We don't straws. Do this. No, don't ban straws because it's still a need ban for straws. Ban plastic straws. That's what I just said. If but you, either way, don't just... I mean, if they're there, just take them away. If they're causing that much damage to where it is a $300 fine at any point over a straw or some straws... Just but I think ban, what I mean by ban them, I, I don't not think ban they can straws that are causing environmental issues. I, that's why? What I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if by, they can I don't find think, you for it, why can't they ban it? It's kind of like how they did like you paper and plastic. They charging for bags and all. They're trying to make it harder for this environmental waste. But you can't just take things fully away. And if you do, it's probably a process. So I know, like in Long Beach, I did. You damn near couldn't get. A plastic bag. It's you like had to, 10 yeah, cent a you, bag or well, something Well, it's $0.10 like cent for paper, and you damn near had to pay $0.25 cent or a dollar to get an actual, like, thicker plastic bag. But, you know, our little thin Safeway bags, we they wasn't even having but them at all. So We're that, not paying for them. We simply just have to ask that's for That's what one. I'm saying. I think it's kind of a <laughs> it's step It's a reduction a process, but, yeah, we're not paying for them. It's a step them. in the right direction to reduce it and then eventually phase it out. And I think I that's what we see. I would feel better if they just said, you know what, you got to pay for straws now. <laughs> then... Where it is right now, but honestly. that's still not fixing the I'm issue. I'm not saying it's, it's, I think I'm not saying that it's fixing the issue, and that's pro that's part of the problem that I have is that well, they're, the they issue, are reducing the amount of straw because if you would have never asked and didn't mind, like sometimes that's voluntary and they're and you're not even using a straw. Some people don't want a straw, so they can I say think, that. <laughs> so I get what you mean with the three hundred dollar uh fine being a little bit excessive, over, excessive over, or yeah, over, the, over top. the top, but sure. um. You know, I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal for real. I yeah, think I, I, I think it's the fine. I, I solely think it's the fine. Whatever think, you want to do with the straws is make, cool, I but think it really, they're really adamant that it's been a real big issue. I think that they're really trying to fix this issue. And that's, I mean, we don't got to agree with the amount, but I think that's a step. It's, it's showing that it's that serious because I think it's kind of it looked upon like just it's so just a American straw, but it's just, it, it, <laughs> but it when is you, what when it is. when you start to thinking about fines and fees, it's mm -hmm. just so America to me. Mm -hmm. That's all that I was really getting at as well when talking about America is I think that there's another way to fix the problem than charging people $300 if they offer but an already You can't already say that without product. doing your research. So let's do our research and come back and follow up Either on it. Way the three hundred dollars to me is over the top over a straw. Period. That's just that research or not. If that can happen, it's over the top to me. I think that they can go about things other ways. For if they're able to find over a free product like that, well, it's a I free don't product. care about straws no more. 
So, oh, well. <laughs> we, oh, well, I felt some type of way. <laughs> yeah, he was adamant about them straws. Uh, straw, $300. You know, sip his margarita with a plastic straw. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> well, uh, for me, you, you good? We go good? Ahead, go ahead. For me on the Take an L segment, man, who took the biggest L for me was NBA Young Boy. And this has nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> NBA Young yeah, Boy is a, a rapper, a pretty prolific, prominent rapper uh, i wouldn't call him a soundcloud rapper but he he does some numbers he's he's a very internet savvy social media savvy artist um and street street artist i would say gangster rap however you want to you know break that down but um uh, as as most of you know who listen to music and all of that it's a big event every year called rolling loud and rolling loud in miami was a big deal. I seen people on my stories that were there. I seen people wishing that they were there. I seen artists that I follow performing. And in the mix of that, a story broke. And the story broke, I believe the first source I saw it from was Double XL. But it was a story that came out saying NBA Young Boys Camp had been in a shootout outside of a hotel uh, before a Rolling Loud event. Then a story broke that said, even though NBA Youngboy and his crew were in a shootout and it appeared that one of his people had got shot, he was still able to make it to his set to perform. Then a story came out that said the car that was involved in the shooting was found at the gate in the Rolling Loud uh, event and that he was arrested. Long story short, that is stupid <laughs> as hell. Deeper than that even, a 43-year-old man who was actually a rental car employee that was, you know, helping somewhere in that area had got caught up in a crossfire and has been killed. Just, you know, just wrong place at the wrong time type of situation. So, obviously, NBA Youngboy already has some prior law problems. He got arrested due to his involvement in this shooting. I'm not sure which one it is, but his girlfriend that was 18 or 19, she got shot. Uh, somebody who didn't deserve to die got killed in a crossfire. Innocent bystander. Innocent bystander, and he's in jail talking about he wishes it was him that got killed and that he wants to pay for the person's funeral. So, obviously, that's a series of unfortunate, unfortunate events, right? I yeah. mean, that's just L, 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 L. And so, uh, this just kind of piggybacks off the positive narrative that you was talking about within you know, the article that I had in Sunday's paper. And it's just, I'm so tired of hearing people that get in positions to, you know, change things for the good. And then you get on this platform. And like I said, I don't know the backstory. I don't know who started what. I don't know all of the details with that. But what I do know is that we got to do better. It, these shootouts, it, it, all of this stuff is just no good ending you're either going to end up dead or in jail or somebody you love is going to end up hurt or dead or in jail and so just with all, i think it was a lot of ways that it went wrong i think obviously the shootout happened it was unfortunate and not a good look going to the show immediately following was obviously not a good look that's the first place that you know they're going to look and in fact he was there he still performed and he was arrested right after so do you I, think he tried to go to the show as a way of kind of innocence? Because you figure he's got this show at one of the biggest hip-hop festivals going. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't show up to the show, then we know he's guilty. Almost in a sense as if he's telling on himself. Because we know he's scheduled to perform here. So, yeah, that's going to be the first place we look. But 
he's also, if he doesn't show up, we know he did this. We know that him not showing up is for a reason. This is the biggest, like, it's, um, he's telling on himself in a sense. I mean, I've, uh, I never thought of it from that, but I don't think him not showing up would be telling on himself considering that his girlfriend had just got shot and an innocent bystander had just got killed. I'm, we don't even know or think that he was a shooter in the situation or any of that. So, no, I just think that that's a big enough of a occurrence to where it's very valid that you didn't show up to, you know, your set. And so, I mean, maybe he did think like that. I never processed it that way, but uh, I, I thought it was more kind of stupid, like, you had a show right after a shootout and you went to the show in the same vehicle that was present at the shoot. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah, yeah, kind of looked yeah, yeah, at yeah, it yeah. as, bro. It ain't like he did it and was innocent and Uber to his show. Like, right. I still got stuff to do. It's like, I thought that would have been a valid enough excuse and reason <laughs> not to show up. Yeah. And so, uh, Especially that's why. Especially in the fashion that he did. Exactly. I so, I, 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 I think that's a big L for so many people, multiple families. Uh, it's traumatic, it's unfortunate, and that's my L for this week. Yeah, for sure. So um, what you got for us? Anything coming up? Let them know where to follow you, where to find you, all that. All yeah, that, as for that. right now, just you know, follow and stay tuned. Like I said, we had such a good ride and such a good wave lately of things that happened that you can go to my social media, Instagram, DboyLTD with an I, not a Y, and go check out some of the posts and verbiage behind that. Um, a, a ton of new music will be dropping this summer, so kind of be patient and prep for, for that. I got some finishing touches to go do in L.A., as I mentioned earlier. So we're going to hit them over the summer and then get right back to it with these businesses and corporations. So just keep listening for right now and stay tuned to this podcast. For sure. And um, I'm actually working on something right now. I can't quite say what it is because it's still a work in progress, but it will be published really, really soon. Um, I got to interview an athlete recently, um, and I think the city of Portland is really going to like what was said in this interview. Like I said, I'm working on the piece right now. It will be published in Street Roots, not this Friday, the 24th of May, but next Friday, the 31st of May. Um, there's reasoning for that as well. You'll all find out probably on next week's podcast. I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about it and be on the lookout for it. But just know that it's coming. Like I said, it was a really good in interview, really informative. I think it was some great content um, in this interview and that you hear all in the city of Portland to like it. And obviously with Street Roots, us being kind of a, well, really not even kind of us being a print first publication because of what we offer, the services we offer. Um, as being a low barrier income opportunity for homeless folks. Um, we print it first, and then once it's public and out on the internet, um, I'll post the link on all my social media sites, probably uh, in the details of the podcast um, when it is out, and I do have the link for it. So just be on the lookout for that and support Street Roots. We got some good journalism over there. Um, we've been doing some major things. We've talked about a lot of it here on this podcast with the street response, with the expungement pilots. Um, right now we have a spring fund drive going on as well. So, um, if any of you are interested in donating the street roots, because we are a nonprofit or organization, um, go check us out. News.streetroots.org. Go to our social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all that and you can find, um, where to donate. 
as far as our spring fund drive is considered. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think we have a goal of like $50,000 by June 31st, or June 30th, excuse me. There is no 31st in the month of June. But y'all catch Facts. my drift. Facts. June 30th, I think, where that's our goal. is It's forty or 50000 I want to say 50000 So go ahead and support us. Check us out. Be on the lookout for an article that I do have coming out soon. I'll blast it everywhere. I'll talk about it more here on the podcast next week. And uh, appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you give it your all at whatever it is that you're out there <laughs> give doing. Give it your all. Give Casey. it your all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that note, we'll leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go win. win.